This is Max, Max, Max Hedrum. Hello? Anybody Our generation may not remember the moon landing, but we remember moon boots. If you owe a few cavities to candy cigarettes, learned your adverbs from schoolhouse rocks, burned your shins on a hot middle slide with sharp edges, exploding pop rocks for science, and you still want your MTV, then this podcast is for you. Dancing with Myself is dedicated to the decade of excess, the 1980s. So pull up your leg warmers and let's get physical. You're listening to episode 27 of Dancing With Myself. I'm your host, Heather. Corey Feldman's journey to stardom began at a young age. With his breakout role as Clark Mouth Devereaux in the 1985 film The Goonies, Feldman showcased his natural acting abilities and instantly captured the hearts of audiences. His infectious energy, comedic timing, and memorable one-liners made him a standout in the film. This early success set the stage for Feldman's rise to prominence. One of Corey Feldman's greatest strengths as an actor in the 1980s was his versatility and range. He effortlessly transitioned between various genres, proving his ability to tackle both comedic and dramatic roles. From his comedic performances in films like 1984's Gremlins and 1988's License to Drive, to his dramatic turns in The Lost Boys and Stand By Me from 1986, Feldman showcased his ability to portray a diverse range of characters with depth and authenticity. Feldman's career in the 1980s was also marked by his collaborations with other notable actors and directors. One of his most memorable partnerships was with actor Corey Haim. They formed the iconic Corey duo. Their on-screen chemistry was undeniable, and their collaborations in such films as The Lost Boys and License to Drive became instant classics. Feldman's ability to connect and collaborate with other talented individuals further elevated his status as a sought-after actor of the era. Corey Feldman's impact on the 1980s culture extended beyond his on-screen performances. He became a cultural icon, representing the spirit and energy of the decade. His fashion choices and distinctive style, including his signature mullet hairstyle and leather jackets, influenced the fashion trends of the time. Furthermore, Feldman's presence in the music industry added another dimension to his cultural impact. He's released several albums and has contributed to the soundtracks of some films, showcasing his musical talent and further solidifying his status as a multifaceted entertainer. Corey Feldman's successful career as a 1980s actor left an impact on the film industry and, of course, pop culture. His collaborations, fashion choices, and musical contributions further solidified his status as a cultural icon. And though the 1980s have come and gone, Corey Feldman's legacy lives on. His influential presence in the film industry continues to inspire future generations of actors, and his films remain beloved by fans worldwide. Corey Feldman's contributions to the 1980s cultural landscape will forever be remembered as a testament to his talent and, of course, the lasting impact. There was a time when people shopped in one place, and when they got hungry, they went somewhere else to eat. And then came the shopping mall food court, an open-plan collection of food purveyors expressly designed for shoppers to carbo-load while resting their feet, sustenance to keep them shopping, according to the Washington Post. 
To a soundtrack of piped-in music, mall patrons could browse from an array of popular fast food choices, including frothy orange beverages from Orange Julius, mega slices of pizza from Sabaros, Chinese takeout staples from Panda Express, and massive salt-studded soft pretzels from Auntie Anne's. Pioneered in the 1970s by the granddaddy of mall developer James Rouse as part of his idea of making the mall a civic anchor of the suburbs, the food court mimics so-called festival marketplace, projects of urban redevelopment like Boston's Faneuil Hall and Baltimore's Harbor Place. Rouse's first try at the mall-based food court in 1971 failed, according to shopping centers today. It was too small and lacked variety, but he made good on the concept a few years later at the Paramus Park Mall in New Jersey. Rouse believed that the food court, more open than individual restaurant spaces, would provide a place for community picnics without bugs or inclement weather. By the 1980s, food courts became a staple of the mall experience and of suburban culture. It was a place where harried parents could quiet hungry little ones and where teenagers before cell phones could congregate, grab an after-school snack, and score some people watching, as memorialized in the iconic 1982 teen film Fast Times at Ridgemont High. On June 9th of 1980, during a period of personal struggles and drug addiction, Richard Pryor experienced a life-altering event. While freebasing cocaine, a highly dangerous practice involving the heating and smoking of the drug, Pryor inadvertently ignited himself, resulting in severe burns covering a significant portion of his body. The incident was a horrifying and public demonstration of the destructive power of drug use. The fire incident had profound effects on Richard Pryor's personal and professional life. Physically, Pryor endured excruciating pain and extensive hospitalization, undergoing multiple surgeries, and had a long and arduous recovery process. Emotionally, the incident forced him to confront his demons and reevaluate his choices. In terms of his career, Pryor channeled his experiences into his work, crafting a powerful and introspective stand-up routine titled Live on the Sunset Strip, which was released in 1982. In this raw and honest performance, Pryor shared his struggles, including the fire incident with audiences. This act of vulnerability enabled him to connect with his fans on a deeper level and showcased his ability to transform tragedy into comedy. Richard Pryor's fire incident had a lasting impact on both his personal life and a broader cultural landscape. It prompted a heightened awareness of drug abuse and the dangers associated with it, highlighting that destructive consequences that addiction can have on individuals and their loved ones. Pryor's openness about his struggles also contributed to the destigmatization of mental health issues and addiction. His willingness to share his story encouraged dialogue and empathy, allowing others to find solace in their own battles. Moreover, the incident propelled Pryor's career to new heights. His subsequent performances and projects showcased a deeper level of introspection, addressing social and racial issues with an even sharper and more poignant perspective. Pryor's influence on Comedians cannot be overstated. His fearless approach to comedy and his willingness to tackle taboo subjects reshaped the genre, paving the way for a new era of stand-up comedy that prioritized authenticity and social commentary. Richard Pryor's self-immolation was a tragic event that forever altered his life and career. While the incident brought forth immense physical and emotional pain, Pryor's resilience and ability to transform his experiences into powerful art elevated his status as a cultural icon. 
His legacy as a trailblazing comedian, social commentator, and advocate for mental and addiction awareness continues to resonate today. Ultimately, Richard Pryor's fire incident serves as a powerful reminder of the human capacity for growth, redemption, and transformative power of art.